1: Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate.
2: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year, this is the Pack-A-Day Podcast.
3: Uh, Hello once again everybody, welcome to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things green and gold. My name is Mike Wellen, I'm joined by Gage Bridgeford this weekend and Well, the Packers have already played. They got their big win against San Francisco, 34-17, in a game that wasn't even that close. There's still 13 other games going on in the NFL this weekend, so we want to break them down for you guys, what to look for, which games would matter for the Packers, and what to really keep an eye on as week number nine continues. But as we get started, Gage, there's 13 games, though. Which one has got your interest the most?
4: Uh, Seattle-Buffalo is the game I'm most excited to watch this weekend. Um, there's a couple other games on this slate that I plan on watching, especially the Sunday night game. Tampa-New Orleans uh, is a really good one. Uh, but no, I want to see Seattle-Buffalo. I think that Buffalo has had a bad couple of weeks, um, I felt that they underperformed against the Jets. I think Seattle is one of the best teams in the NFC,
1: uh, in my
4: opinion, and I'm excited to see. And both these offenses are playing really well, and their defenses have underwhelmed. So I'm excited to see the defenses or the defenses not show up, and the offenses just play.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's gonna be a fun one. I'm also looking forward to Chicago Tennessee. Uh, I think that game. The Bears don't have an offense. Tennessee just lost to the Bengals. Uh, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how the Titans bounce back and how and whether Chicago can actually show something that proves that they're legitimate contenders beyond have, just having a good defense. So I think those two games are gonna be fun. But we'll start we'll just jump right in with the first game to bring down starting at noon Central Time on CBS. It is the Broncos and the Falcons, uh, two teams going nowhere. Uh, one team already fired their coach. One team could be on the way to firing. I, Fangio is definitely not safe right now.
4: He won a game last week after a big deficit. What do you What do you want? Come on.
3: John Elway wants winning. Uh, Atlanta is favored by four points on ESPN. Uh, in Atlanta, uh, I don't know what to think about this game. Uh, both teams have just underachieved. But there's, I just don't know what to think. The, this game really doesn't matter too much in the play like a playoff picture. But uh, what are your thoughts on that game?
4: Uh, I'm excited to watch Jerry Judy. Uh, he is that like. Uh, Outside of the fact that the Falcons have a great offense, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, yada, yada. I want to see Jerry Judy do, continue to get fed and get like get some chemistry with Drew Locke. Drew Locke is really underwhelmed to start the year. Judy is getting open, running wide open, looking just like he did when he was at Alabama when everyone's like, oh, he won't be able to separate against NFL guys. Guess what? He can separate against NFL guys. And uh, it's just a matter of Locke hitting him and he can make, and letting him make plays with the ball. Uh, and against a Atlanta secondary that has just been terrible all year and is still dealing with injuries, I think that they can do that, or I think he can do that this week. Um, I think that this could be a sneaky offensive shootout game. Denver put up over 30 points last week. The Atlanta defense just can't stop anybody. They're without their top two edge rushers in both Dante Fowler Jr. and Tack McKinley. Maybe Locke does something. If not, Matt Ryan will continue to Matt Ryan and – Take Atlanta to a three and six record.
3: Well, absolutely. Also, Kelvin Ridley questionable for that game as well. To keep an eye on for Atlanta, but Todd Gurley's in starting to play well. But yeah, I I I think I, th- I, I actually would lead toward Denver. I do think with the pass rusher b- being out, uh, I do want to see what Judy can do a little bit more. Uh, Denver, I think. Well, I think Locke is starting to get a little bit healthy and find his own. But I think Denver gets to four and four, and Atlanta continues there kind of free fall the next one is the one you were just talking about earlier uh, and that's the big one it's probably the game of the week and that's Buffalo and Seattle in Buffalo Uh, the betting line on ESPN has Seattle by 3 I think you had it by 2.5 I do have it at 2.5 or
4: actually I have it at 3 and that looks like it's across the board for me Uh, I have several sites pulled up here and it's minus 3 across the board for Seattle, the over-under varies by about a half point on a couple of places but 55 is pretty standard for what I'm seeing
3: which isn't because, I mean, Buffalo came in knowing, known for their defense, but they've been up kind of up and down in time this year. Their offense, Josh Allen looked like an MVP candidate the first quarter of the season. He's kind of regressed since then. He's starting to look more like the typical Josh Allen we've seen his first couple years in the league. But this will be a good game, I think. I, I'm looking forward to this one. Russell Wilson looking to bolster and lock in his MVP run so far. I, I don't know. I really don't. Uh, I I lean towards Seattle, but... I'm not going to put anything on Sean McDermott cause I think he's probably the most underrated coach in football right now. You know, Sean McDermott is a very good coach. Uh, coach right now.
4: Josh Allen actually has more passing yards than Russell Wilson does this year. Granted, he's also played one more game, but... I agree that Allen's regressed some in the past couple of weeks. Uh, that against the Jets, he had he completed seventy percent of his passes, had three hundred seven yards, had uh, no turnovers, or had one fu- had one fumble that he lost. But other but he just team couldn't get into the end zone uh, against New England and against uh, Kansas City. It was a pretty big struggle for everyone. But granted, that Kansas City game was super wet. Super uh, can't really take much out of it. I still think that Buffalo is one, of the, is one of the best teams in the AFC, or in the AFC, obviously the, the class of the AFC East. Sorry, Miami fans, you're just not there yet. But Seattle's a different monster on the offensive side of the ball, and since Buffalo can't get their A game going yet, uh, Matt Milano's out for this game. Uh, Vernon Butler's questionable. Matt Milano's actually out for the next three weeks at least, and uh, you're also seeing some injuries to the offensive line for for Buffalo. Jamal Adams is back and maybe they can finally do something with that. I'm taking Seattle to cover three and I'm taking the over on the game though because I think Seattle's going to throw the ball at will. I think Buffalo's going to be able to do the same thing. So I'm taking the over but I think Seattle ultimately covers. Three isn't too big. I got it actually at two and a half so I'm pretty pleased about that.
3: Yeah, I'm leaning towards Seattle as well. I think think that offense is so powerful and Lockett and Metcalf are one of the better duos in the NFL this year. Uh, and, And obviously Russell Wilson is continuing on a Hall of Fame path as well. But I guess looking for also in this game, as far as playoff picture, especially for the Packers, I mean, obviously they're battling with Seattle for that, that top spot, that home field potential. Uh, how big of a game like this would be, again, out of conference that would be, if Buffalo were to get it and then they both team end up at 6-2 and two right now?
4: Yeah, um, so obviously Buffalo would move to 7-2. and two. I think that that's, this is a huge – if Buffalo is able to come out of this game with a win, that's huge for them because then they are – now 7-2, they're 4-1 and one at home, heading in, and I think that their bye week, if it's not next week, it's coming up. They are, I think that that's a really big thing for teams is to get, if you can get to the bye and you're not hoping to come out of the bye with some steam, you're able to head to the bye and you have, like, you're rolling, you're playing well, you have a lot of wins racked up on your record. That's great because in the AFC East, they are only competing with Miami, and Buffalo has a legitimate chance for I'd say the three seed, the two seed, the, the two seed. If Kansas City stumbles, but Kansas City doesn't look like they're doing that, they're probably clicking. So I think Buffalo finishing as the three seed there because the AFC South can't get out of its own way is a legitimate possibility, and that's a po- chance to host uh, one or two, or possibly two home games, depending on how the the rest of the playoffs do. For Seattle, you drop that bad one to Arizona. You shouldn't have done it. You had Russ had his had half of his six picks on the year in one game. If you put up that many points, you can't lose. Uh, this is this will also move them to three and one on the road. Keep them in first place in the conference. I think that this game is big for Buffalo, but I think it's bigger for Seattle because they have more to lose. Because if they lose, they're now tied with Green Bay and with uh, Tampa for the conference for the conference lead. Obviously, tiebreakers make it to where I think that they would win out on the conference scheduling lead. I believe, but. It's a big game for them. Uh, pretty, pretty big game for Buffalo as well.
3: Absolutely, and, and then when you say that the, the AFC East is Buffalo and Miami's, I'm sorry, I'm thinking this is 1974 right now. Yeah, it's, or at least the mid 90s when no one Jim Kelly. That. Yeah, when be, be pre Drew Bledsoe.
4: And the- <sighs> Man, poor poor Bills fans. This is your time. This is your time. They're going to... Oh, I just realized the AFC playoff picture is going to be so weird because there's a lot of teams that are just cannibalizing off of each other. And Buffalo's going to host... I'm hoping that the Bills don't get... like If the Bills get the four seed, they're probably playing either one of... Probably in Baltimore right now.
3: Yeah. Baltimore... That's not good. I'm trying to think. Baltimore, Vegas...
4: Uh, I think it, well it'd be Baltimore or Indy right now. Indy, well, actually, yeah. because Indy and Tennessee are both five and two, so that's and I think Tennessee has the edge because they have not lost a division game. So right now it'd be against Indy for the Bills. Granted, I think the Bills actually match up kind of well to Indy. But let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Where are we going next, there, Mike?
3: Well, now we're, we're going, we're another uh, out-of-conference matchup, and this is the game I'll be able to watch, the first noon game here in, in central Wisconsin. It's the Bears and Titans in Tennessee. Uh, Titans are favored on ESPN by 6.5. Uh, it's a team of two teams where we don't exactly know what they are. Titans coming off a really bad loss. Tannehill definitely didn't play well last week. They do have Derrick Henry, who is the best running back in football. Chicago has the offense of, of a lower-level ACC team. Uh, I I'm surprised the point spread was this big, but I don't know what to think of each team. I, I, I would think Tennessee would win at home. I think Derrick Henry could, could have a big game, but I this game, it, this could be a battle to 20 points.
1: Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit and Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st.
4: Yes and no. So the Titans have have had a surprisingly bad defense this year. Um. They didn't replace Dean Pease after he retired this offseason, and it it's shown their, their defense, despite having a good number of weapons at all three levels between Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry on the front. You got Rashawn Evans on that second level. On the back end, you got... A Dory Jackson and uh, Amani hooker and there there's weapons all over this defense and they're just not doing anything with it this is similar to Buffalo in that aspect where it's two teams with good with good good defenses last year and the defenses just aren't hitting their stride yet so this is kind of a get right game uh, offense wise because the Bears offense can look good but they just look so disjointed all the time like I, I don't get it I I I, I mean, granted, I think it's because Nick Foles isn't very good. And personally, I would start Trubisky because at least Trubisky gives you the ability to run the ball. And Foles just Foles can't hit anything on the deep. He can't hit a deep route to save his life. He had one last week where Darno Mooney caught it and bailed him out. But if Foles just throws it ahead of Mooney, like a yard to the left, Mooney catches it and runs for a touch for a long touchdown. Foles just isn't Foles isn't very good. He he's going to get outdueled by Tannehill here. But the Bears defense is. One of the probably three best in football this year. Um, I think that you're right in that it's going to be a defensive struggle. We're going to see two teams probably struggle to put up points, and that's not that's fun if you're a football fan. It's not fun if you're a guy that's looking to see a see an offensive explosion. I will have this game on though, just because I've been interested to watch the Bears all year. The Bears are three and one on the road, uh, which means that they are two and two at home. I pre- I'm, I'm, pro- I'm taking the Bears to cover. I think that the Bears can keep this game close. I think the Titans probably win outright, but that's just because they can lean on Derrick Henry, and I don't think the Bears just have a guy they can just feed because they don't throw to Alan Robinson consistently enough. So I'm taking the Bears to cover, but the Titans to win outright.
3: Well, absolutely, and, and you talk about falls. I know Trubisky's been battling now. When he's battling a shoulder injury after, uh, after Nagy decided to use him like Taysom Hill last week. And yeah. run for for a play, uh, but also any team that was ro- ro- rotating out Jason Spriggs as your right tackle for for three quarters is always going to be an entertaining battle. And and also can't forget also Mike Tyson, uh, also known as Javon Wims, who was suspended for two games for <laughs> for throwing two right crosses in Chauncey Gardner Johnson's head. But yeah, I'm with you. I think the Titans win it outright. Bears probably cover the point spread. The next one, this one's probably going to be on in your area, I would think, over down in Indiana. It's the Ravens and Colts. Uh, on, that can will be on CBS. Baltimore favored by one. I think Neither the Baltimore should be
4: favored bad. by more.
3: Neither team has... Both teams are good, but ba- Baltimore, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it is. Lamar hasn't looked great this year. Hollywood Brown hasn't looked that great. I don't, I don't know if Ingram's back at it or not in the running game.
4: Uh, Ingram's not, but uh, like he's doubtful to play per the injury report. Uh, so J.K. Dobbins is still going to be your starter. The Colts' defense matches up well to these to this Baltimore to this uh, to this Baltimore offense because they have Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke who have some speed to kind of contain Lamar. Lamar actually on thirty four less carries has twenty twenty two more yards than Jonathan Taylor on on the year and only one less rushing touchdown. Uh, I personally think that one is kind of disrespectful to Baltimore. I still think that Baltimore is the better team here. They're dealing with the injuries on the offensive line. I know they lost Ronnie Stanley for the year, which is unfortunate. I don't care. I think Baltimore is the better team. I think Baltimore is the better defense, regardless of the fact that Marlon Humphrey and half the secondaries out. The Colts haven't shown the ability to throw the ball with consistency on anybody other than Cincinnati. And Cincinnati only allowed all those points when they were up big, and then they ended up losing the game afterwards. So, I'm taking Baltimore to cover here. I just think that Baltimore's the better team. I think Marquise Brown has the speed to kind of take advantage of these slower corners. Like, the, cor- the corners the Colts have are big physical guys. They're not speed guys. You think Xavier Rhodes is sticking to Marquise Brown in man coverage? Not a shot. So I think that, I just think Baltimore's the better team, and I think that we're going to see that. You're right. This game will be on where I am, where I am, and it's also a battle of uh, some semi-undefeated. Baltimore 3-0 on the road. Colts 3-0 at home. I just think Baltimore is the better team on both sides of the ball. They have an advantage on the special teams with Justin Tucker. So, I'm I'm taking Baltimore here.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I think Baltimore does win this game as well. It's it's going to be it just it's a good game with AFC playoff implications because you talked about one of these two teams may end up having to go to Buffalo. Uh the the other one may have to go to Kansas City. Like there's there's stuff going on that that's going to be battling now that we're halfway through the season. We can start looking at playoff pictures a bit more. Now with seven teams this year, this this, this game's going to have a big impact on that playoff picture, much like we'll see with the Bears and Titans on both sides, the AFC and NFC, how that one could impact as well. Uh, the next game, we're going to head to Arrowhead. It is the Chiefs and the Panthers, another noon start. Kansas City, minus 10.5. Uh, that's also probably not enough. Uh, the Chiefs, when I was listening to some other podcasts... Uh, c- talking about sports, and they they compared the Chiefs to the Golden State Warriors when they had their couple really really monster seasons where when they want to turn it on they're un- they're almost unbeatable, but they seem to n- almost not really want to turn it on until they have to, and th- and this team is that good where if they're really dialed in they they're gonna roll through Carolina without a problem.
4: Yeah, CMC's back, which will be a boost for Carolina, but just this Carolina team just doesn't have the juice. They don't have the juice that KC has, and like you said, KC just kind of toys with their food until they're ready to turn it on and just just go. Just This is a team that they can light up because the Panthers' defense, the way it works is it is willing to let you throw those deep routes on the outside, and guess what? Mahomes is going to throw those routes. Like He's willing to throw that ball, whereas a lot of quarterbacks, especially younger quarterbacks, aren't necessarily willing to throw that or guys that don't have like the greatest arm strength won't throw that. Mahomes will throw that all day long, and he'll make you look dumb because he's going to complete it for th- on three straight attempts, and then you're, he's going to have a four-play scoring drive, and you're going to be like, what the hell happened? This, Like you said, this line, ten, it's, ten for, it's 10 for you. I think I have it at 10.5 uh, for my consensus sites here. It's just Casey's just a better team. Uh, Carolina's got some young pieces that's good there. Robbie Anderson seems to have revitalized his career down in Carolina, which is great for him. But I, I can't I can't go against KC here. Just Mahomes is a super just far superior quarterback to Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell might actually be able to get something going because the the Panthers defense, especially against the run, just can't stop anybody. So I'm taking Casey here, and I have no qualms about it at all. I just think, and it's at home, too. There's just no no good things going for Carolina right now.
3: Yeah, I'm with you on this one 100%. I think, yeah, Kansas City should have no problems with this one and continue their march into the at the two seed, and maybe if we get some upsets later this year, it won't be this week. They can uh, come pull into a tie with Pittsburgh, which we'll talk about later. The next one is another one that'll be on my screens at noon. So I'll be flipping between the Bears, Titans, and Detroit and Minnesota. Uh, that game will be on CBS. Detroit, uh, Minnesota is minus four as of the time we're recording this. That could change now that Matt Stafford is off off the reserve COVID list. He does have to do have one more test Sunday morning. If that is uh, negative, he will be playing in that one. If Stafford that line has
4: actually already moved for me by the way. It's already down to minus three and a half where I'm where I'm looking. The
1: wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. If Safford plays I think
3: Detroit wins. Safford's
4: playing, so I'm taking a Detroit win. Uh, regardless of the fact that Kenny Galladay is not, not out there. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is T.J. Hawkins, good. Hawkinson is good. Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola are a good two-two-three punch, and the for, the Vikings corners just don't have the just don't have the talent yet to hang with these guys. Uh, if Dalvin Cook like really rolls how he did against Green Bay uh, in week week seven, then yeah, there's a case for Minnesota to win here. But I'm taking Detroit to uh, win on the money line. Like if I'm sprinkling money around tomorrow which I will be that's one of the games that I'm looking at to probably play the over at 52 right now and then uh put some on Detroit just because I think that Matt Stafford's a better quarterback than Kirk cousins is
3: no uh, I'm, I'm with you and, and I think I think I've said it before I think Matt Stafford is one of the more underrated players in the in this generations of the NFL players I agree with you there if you put him on a team like Atlanta he's a, he's on a Hall of Fame track he's that good but he's been stuck in Detroit for well over a decade, and I feel bad for him. But yeah, I'm with you. I think Detroit takes it in. Playoff implications, Minnesota's pretty much out of the race. Detroit's probably not out of a wild-card potential spot yet. They're still probably fighting for a little bit. If they can get to 4-4, because I don't think Minnesota has the the bodies that are healthy enough to make a run, especially defensively. But Detroit could maybe start sneaking into some of those 6 or 7 spots on the NFC.
4: They could. Yeah, three and four, like especially if the rest of the conference really starts to eat on itself. There's there's a realistic shot where they sneak into that seven spot.
3: The next game, again, at noon, it is a game that nobody cares about from our nation's capital. It is the Washington football team and and Danny Derp and the Giants. Uh, Washington's favored by two and a half. No Golden Tate. He was not uh, brought on the trip for the Giants. Uh, I... The NFC least is I want to rescind a playoff berth for them and give a give one to Alabama and just see what happens. But why Washington probably wins the game, but it's like if a tree falls in a forest with this one.
4: I think Washington wins the game. Uh, like so, they're two and a half point favorites. They I understand that they lost a couple weeks ago, but that was because they were. They went, for the, they went for the win. They could have gone for the tie. They went for the win. Kyle Allen is playing decent football right now. He's not playing good football. But he's playing decent football. Daniel Jones is the leading rusher for New York. They can't get anything going on the ground because Devonta Freeman is not as good as his backup, Wayne Gallman. And Terry McLaurin is probably the most consistent offensive player between these two offenses. And while James Bradbury's played good football this year, I still think that Terry McLaurin is gonna get his because he just gets so much volume. And plus, the defense for Washington, especially up front, is just scary, scary good. They can get pressure on Daniel Jones, and when that happens, he freaks out and he makes bad, mis- bad mistakes. So, I'm going Washington as well. I, don't, I think they cover, but I think it's real, real close. And if I was truly, and if I'm truly betting this game, I'm just going money line here. I'm not, I'm not risking the. Uh, I'm not risking losing because they only win by two and I get really frustrated.
3: Absolutely. And again, really no playoff implications. I mean, Washington could maybe climb back into the division race, which is a sad state of affairs for that division to begin with, but there's really nothing. Neither team really has that much to play for right now. Our final noon game or one o'clock Eastern for Sunday is another game that really doesn't matter. It's Houston and Jackson, but both teams at one and six. Uh, I think Jake Luton is starting. Yep. Uh,
4: with Gardner Beaver, great.
3: With Gardner Minshew both being injured and ineffective, uh, it's Houston minus seven right now. That's that. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, Jacksonville, they are in full tank mode right now, and they they want either Trevor or Justin Fields, and I I don't see anything stopping them besides the Jets for that pursuit. But I, I think Houston wins it. But again, both teams are so far behind Tennessee and Indy that it doesn't really matter.
4: Yeah, no, neither of these teams are playing for anything other than draft positioning. They are exclusively playing
3: for... But does Houston have a first-round pick?
4: No, they don't. Um, So all they're doing is playing for Miami's draft positioning. So if you're Houston, you're probably trying to win. Okay, I got a quick thing. So you said that Gardner's been playing largely ineffective. I want to give you a couple quick stat lines, and I just want you to tell me which player you would prefer. So player A has 1,855 passing yards completed 65% of his passes, 13 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. He's also added uh, 25 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. He's ran for seven first downs. The other quarterback uh, has completed 67% of his passes, 1,823 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. Uh, and then his rushing, I don't think he, he has 19 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown, and 10 rushing first downs. Player one or two, player two. And are they that different? If so. I'm pretty in player two, which I'm guessing is Minshew. No, player two is Ryan Tannehill. But but Ryan but Gardner Minshew has more passing yards with lesser weapons. He doesn't have an elite running back to lean on like Derrick Henry. Gardner has also had to throw his team into more games and it's just not always working out for him. And he's still only got two more interceptions.
3: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I am I'm, I'm interested to see what's gonna happen. Also, I, uh, I, just, I just don't think like Jake Luton tomorrow makes me terrified.
4: Some people were talking about, oh, I can still start DJ Chark tomorrow for fantasy, and I'm like, I'm not if I don't have to.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think I do have to, so I think I am starting him, but uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, update that just came to my phone as well as we're recording this Des Bryant's being elevated by the Ravens from the practice. Yeah, I, I did see that. So that's a cool story to have Des back in there. That'll be cool
4: yeah I mean, I don't know how that benefits Baltimore. They can't, they can't catch and neither can he. so Fair enough.
3: So 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 with this game, I think we both got Houston winning it, right?
4: Yeah, I got Houston winning. I just think that Houston's the better ball club, and at the end of the day, uh, if you're close on two teams, take the better
1: quarterback.
3: For sure. and so with the the late games, the 305 central time games, our closest uh, point spread of the, of the afternoon for, which is for me is even. The Raiders and the Chargers from L. A. Uh, Oakland or Las Vegas—I gotta get used to that still. I—I uh, I mean, they're still fighting for a playoff spot. Chargers have found ways to lose that, not even the Falcons are are trying to find. And Vegas is the better team. They're the health, the healthier team. They're the better team. They got by far the better offensive weapons. I—I I, I got Vegas on this one.
4: I don't. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm taking the more explosive quarterback with the more explosive offense. Now, if Keenan Allen misses this game, obviously, he just he, right before we started recording, he was diagnosed as questionable with an illness. But if he plays, I have no doubts about uh, Justin Herbert and his ability to move the ball, 1,820 yards through the air so far this year, 15 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. It's not great. But prior to the meltdown against the Broncos, he was throwing a nearly flawless game. And that's despite ha- that's having little to no running game behind it between Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson. I think that the I think the Raiders have. Do they have better weapons? I mean, because you get Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, you got Hunter Henry, and then I guess the running back you could you'd clearly take Josh Jacobs. You know, Darren but, Waller. Yeah, Darren Waller. I think these two teams are actually really close in terms of like weaponry. And I, but I almost think you le- get the edge to the Chargers, because they have better receivers, and it's not particularly close up there. I love Henry Ruggs, but Henry Ruggs hasn't shown anything consistent yet because his quarterback can't hit him on anything other than a deep ball once every four weeks. Nelson Aguilar is Nelson Aguilar. I'm taking I'm taking the Chargers. Plus, it's a home game for the Chargers. I understand that there's no really home field advantage, and that just doubles down for that's Los Angeles. With, well, that's
3: even with fans in the stands.
4: Yeah, so I'm about... T- so I'm still taking the Chargers. I just think I've really liked what Herbert has shown me so far. I've picked against him a lot this year, but I'm I'm going to go to him. So, of course, it's going to go to the Raiders. Plus, the Raiders' defense has done nothing at all all season.
3: Yeah, th- this could be a ball position game. If you're Gruden, I'm thinking you're riding Josh Jacobs a lot, keeping Herbert off the field, especially if Keenan Allen does play. But it, it's it, it'll be it'll – be, at least it could be an entertaining game. I won't be able to watch it. Uh, the game I will be able to watch is – from Jerry World, this is not going to go well. Pittsburgh and Dallas. Uh, it's Pittsburgh by 14.5 right now.
4: I can tell you I will not watch a second of this game tomorrow. Um, with Zeke out, I have no motivation to watch it. There's only, uh, there's only two, what, three games on uh, at 4 o'clock? And, yeah, so I will be watching Vegas Chargers and then Miami, Arizona, which we'll be getting to in a minute. There's nothing I like about this game. I don't think that the spread is big enough here. Uh, 14.5 is small. I'm taking the Steelers all day. Excuse me. Sorry about that, folks. I'm taking the Steelers all day on this line. Uh, ben is playing good enough. Uh, the weapons are good. James Conner's good. Dallas is beat up to near historic levels. Yeah, I just, I, there's no analysis needed here.
3: No, yeah, it's, it's Pittsburgh all the way with Garrett Gilbert starting for Dallas. Uh, the Ben DiNucci experiment lasted all of one game, and then Jerry saw enough.
4: How does, how does ESPN give Dallas a 21.8% chance to win this game? How? I don't know. Garrett really Gilbert's don't. just a, a secret goat, and he's going to come out and feed Omari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup behind three backup offensive linemen?
3: I, I really wish I knew, unless they think Tony is going to go for 200, or they think that... No, no, no Tony Pollard's not going to do that. Like, I I don't know. I don't see how there's any logic to a
4: 21.8% chance that they win. I'm saying, yeah, I'm I'm with you here. Steelers cover and win easily. Get in, get out, goodbye.
3: And plus, there's a factor of Pittsburgh wanting to stay undefeated. They want to continue to keep keep that zero. So, yeah, 8-0. No. It's, look, it's that's my lock of the week. Pittsburgh's going to absolutely annihilate Dallas the the final afternoon game from Arizona. It is the Cardinals and the Dolphins, two teams that are probably ahead of schedule from what they're gonna do. Kyler against Tua. It is a four and a half for Arizona right now. Which I think is right. I think Arizona's they got I I think they're I think they probably win this game, but The Dolphins are such a fun story that I'm never going to count them out.
4: Yeah, Yeah, no, uh, Miami, they're playing good defensive ball this year. They could, uh, like, between Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, they have the guys to match up with Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins without just being completely outmatched. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is still one of the best receivers in football, so I'm not saying that they're going to shut him down, but they're a good matchup there. Chase Evans is going to see some work. I hope that Tua gets to air the ball out a little bit more this week. They kept him really, really in check last week, which is unfortunate. But I'm hoping that that was just getting their getting his feet under him, getting his feet wet without just throwing him to the fire. So, but I'm taking I'm ultimately taking the taking the Cardinals. Jeez, almost had three different teams there before the right one. I'm ultimately taking the Cardinals here. I think that they have a better offense. Um, you can also get this game at minus three and a half on, one, on uh looks like FanDuel right now. So if you can get a full point better, go do it. Um, I just think that the Cardinals are the better team. Slash they're more fur- they're further along right now. Um, they're further along in their development cycle. Murray's a better developed quarterback. And like I said earlier, if you're picking between two teams, I'm going to go with the better quarterback. I love to a long-term, but... Right now, I think Kyler is the guy.
3: And This is really the first game we've talked about since the Detroit-Minnesota game that might have some playoff issues, especially in the NFC. I mean, the Cardinals battling. They're probably not going to catch Seattle for the division, but they're really only a game out. So, I mean, that's still in play. Dolphins are in play in the AFC playoff picture. This game could be a game that gets circled back later on for both these teams as we get ready for January.
4: I don't think Miami ends up making the playoffs. I I think that their schedule is going to get a little tough as the year goes along. And the AFC is surprised really deep at the top. They're really bad at the bottom, but they're really deep at the top. Um, so I'm gonna so I think the Cardinals are definitely gonna be a playoff team. I don't know if they're gonna be able to overtake Seattle. Granted, they do hold the the tiebreaker, which is great for them. But I think the Arizona is gonna be, a, they're gonna be a not only a playoff team, but they're gonna be a pesky out in the playoffs. Um. I think that if you don't have good man cover corners and don't have some depth, they're gonna they're gonna wear you out, spread you across the field and you're gonna be gonna be in for a long afternoon.
3: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So the the Sunday night game is the game has been hyped to no end between the two old guys, Brady and Breeze, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Right now it is Tampa Bay by four and a half as the spread. I I think Tampa Bay do I think Tampa Bay's honestly the better team. I like I love their defense. As long as they're they do have uh, they do have Smith going to the ball, going forward, and not having to retreat too much. Uh, I I like what Tampa Bay's done, and I think New Orleans is. I think I think they're inconsistent, and I think Michael Thomas is back this week. But I think Tampa Bay takes this one.
4: Uh, I'm on the opposite side. I think New Orleans takes this one. I think New Orleans is the better team overall. Uh, I understand that their defense has struggled a little bit this year, but they've they've tightened it up a lot in the past few weeks. Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans is going to be absolute comedy to watch. I love watching those two guys play ball against each other because they hate playing against each other. Um, Drew is going to love having Michael Thomas back, and I think that Michael Thomas, for all of the slant boy and all the other co- slander conversations that people have about him, he's still one of the league's best. Uh, he, that's going to really change the way that offense goes, because this Saints offense, at the end of the day, it's built around that Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara connection. So I think th- I think the Saints win. Um, I understand it's a road game. Tampa Bay has been playing really well as of late. I understand that they have a they have Antonio Brown or whatever for five snaps or however often, however much he plays. But I'm taking New Orleans here. I just think that they're the better team, uh, and I like them more. I like them more for the year, for the rest of the year. I'm going to be annoyed having to watch the Brady and Breeze breaking each other's passing touchdown record throughout the game, but that's that's what we're going to have to deal with.
3: Yeah, I mean that's fair and also again play a big playoff implications for not only them but also teams around them like Seattle and Green Bay for that for playoff seating. Uh, NFC South supremacy on the line with this one early on. It, it, either way, they they finally got a Sunday night game scheduled right and this will be a fun one to watch. What they did not schedule right is the Monday night game. This game would have been great in 2008, but the Patriots and the Jets in 2020. This might violate many constitutional amendments. Uh, two and five against the 0 and 8 Jets, who are the Jets are well on their way to potentially 0 16. This this is one of the worst teams I've ever seen in my life. It's Patriots by nine and a half, and for a two and five team being led by a inconsistent and potentially washed up Cam Newton. It says the whole story. Uh this game is gonna be an absolute it's gonna be a it's gonna be like watching that Dallas Philly game last week. It's gonna be a car accident you can't turn away from, but you really, really want to.
4: Joke's on you. I can turn away. Uh I have had no problem this year not watching games I don't want to, and this is a game I don't want to watch. I'll have it on my T V, but I will be doing other things, uh, on Monday night. This di- the Jets are terrible and the Patriots are bad. I have no desire to watch this game. I think that this is this is like a Thursday night football game. This is what this should be. This should be on Thursday night. It, it's just it's bad. The Patriots are terrible. They're they're probably gonna win, I guess, but that's just because the Jets are even worse. Like it, there's a dumpster fire and then there's whatever the Jets are. So I'll take the Patriots to win and cover. Who, who knows what's gonna happen? These get, take the under forty-one here. These two teams are awful.
3: You say this game should be third a 3rd dinner game. This game should be competing with the MAC. This is this this is this, this is just not gonna be good. At least college football,
4: even if it's too bad, college football teams can some sometimes be exciting. Yeah,
3: it's, it's definitely it's usually always entertaining. This game is just gonna be ugly. Yeah,
4: there's no there's like. You know there's going to be people excited to watch this, and I know that we're supposed to be like, you know, we almost didn't get an NFL season. Let's just be happy we got one. Why am I going to be happy to watch this game? I have no desire. I Like I said, I will have it on, but I will not be actively watching it.
3: Yeah, and the biggest biggest loser of this game is Trevor Lawrence because I mean, he, he, he's seeing the team he's going towards, especially now, I think it was earlier this week where Joe Douglas gave a vote of confidence to Adam Gase, which is... Unbelievable.
4: Someone, well, here's the thing. Someone told – I talked to – who did I talk to? It was Alex Strauf and Tyler Grezagor. I was talking to them about this the other night, and we were like, how is Adam Gase still not fired? And I said, because the Jets are better at tanking than anybody else. Okay, we need to be bad, and we need to guarantee our best shot at getting the quarterback. How do we do that? Keep Adam Gase as the head coach. Could Joe Douglas realistically think Adam Gase is good? I guess the case can be made, but I don't believe that. I like to think Joe Douglas is a smart guy, and he knows that Adam Gase is terrible, and he knows that the worst this team does, the better chance he has of hitching his wagon to a future quarterback. And hitching your wagon to a guy like Trevor Lawrence, it's a pretty good guy to hitch it to.
3: That's fair. So there's 13 games going on Sunday and Monday. Some really good ones, like Seattle and Buffalo. Some not as good, like Houston and Jacksonville. But either way, full week of football. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the week. Of course, it's a great week ready with Green Bay getting the win, and now they have 10 days to get healthy and get ready for Jacksonville next week. So that, that'll that be a lot of fun to watch. We'll be able to preview that one next week, and that'll be, I'm guessing, one of our more entertaining discussions we'll have talking about that game. But as we wrap things up, Gage, what are you working on now with, with no Packers this Sunday?
4: Uh, what am I working on? I will be live uh, this morning at 11 a.m, uh, just like I am every week for Game on Wisconsin, doing some fantasy football preview stuff, uh, helping you set your lineups come prepared with questions. Feel free to let us let myself and it'll be Tyler as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Gbridge for NFL. I'll be answering questions all Sunday morning as I do every week, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m right up until kickoff. Uh, still doing stuff for Dynasty Nerds, Roto Baller, Denver Stiffs, Game On, Wisconsin Fantasy Ranks every week. I wear a lot of hats. I keep busy, but I'm never too busy to answer any questions you guys might have.
3: Sounds great. You can find me on Twitter, at Mike Wenland. Find us uh, at PacketayPodcast as well, and wherever podcasts are found. Give us a subscription. Give us a like. Uh, rate us. Let us know how we're doing. We're here every day bringing you the best Packers content around. And so, for Gage Bridger, this is Mike Wenland saying so long, everyone. It is a victory weekend. Enjoy, enjoy the games. Everyone stay safe continue to carry the G, and of course, Go Pack Go.